This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by a Netflix queue made up entirely of rom-coms. Instead, it's supported by the generous contributions of people like you, our listeners, on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, um, so sorry. Um, in a few seconds, you're gonna hear us start talking again. Um, but you're not gonna be able to hear me super well because somebody whose initials are Steve, <laughs> uh, bumped my volume way down. So sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Obviously we've got that figured out. Shouldn't Fixed happen as again. Best we could. So sorry. It sounds a little rough and weird. We did the best we could, but like I said, won't happen again. I promise. I'm sorry. Shoestring budget and everything. So here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve, as always, joined by... Devin. And Joe. And once again, we have another mystery for you. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking about the Long Island serial killer, a.k.a. the Gilgo Beach serial killer, a.k.a. the Craigslist serial killer. Okay, so are we talking about a serial killer? We are talking about a serial killer. Thanks for clearing that up. And uh, just a quick word of warning to everybody. Uh, It's a serial killer who focuses primarily on women. So we're going to be talking about the killing of women and a child. 
the story involves drug use and prostitution, so if those are triggers, please turn us off now. Or if you've got little ears, a.k.a. children around, probably not the time to have this one on. Save us for another time. When In other not there. words, it's the kind of episode that most of you weirdos love. Exactly. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Um, and speaking of weirdos, this story was suggested by a couple of our listeners. Uh, this was under the different names. It came through a couple of times. I found it on the list. Uh, but Jeanette and Renee are the first ones that had it on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's do a quick overview of the story because this one's actually kind of a big long one. Yeah. It involves a lot of dead bodies. That's about all you need to know. <laughs> uh, our story. Our story revolves around the discovery of several sets of remains. Uh, About a dozen women were found on the south side of Long Island, New York, between 2010 and 2011. And the bodies were found primarily on the southern barrier island, uh, which is Oak Island, though a few remains were found on Fire Island, which is to the east, and then some were also found further in in the town of, I believe it's Manorville is the proper pronunciation there. The bodies that were found belonged to women who had been missing since between roughly 1996 to 2010. There's some weak connections between them, but aside from their occupations and some particular habits that involve substances that are illegal, there, there isn't a whole lot to connect these women. Well, not, not as a whole, but um, among the, the sets of remains, there's a lot to connect some smaller subsets. Subsets, yes. And, yeah. and that's why we're going to get into the story here. And mm-hmm. this one I've kind of organized a little bit different than I've done them in the past. I've actually broken this into what I'm going to refer to as chapters, because there are several chapters, and we've got a lot of players, so we should probably just jump right in. Yeah, this tome in front of me is should be divided into chapters. Well, if I listed it in bullet points, it'd be 10 pages more. That's why I do that. Make it 10 pages more? So it looks like you have a bigger script? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Padding. All right. Chapter one, we're going to talk about what I refer to as the catalyst disappearance. So a woman by the name of Shannon Gilbert, who was 24 years old, her family, by the way, lived in or lives in Ellenville, New York. But Shannon uh, was an adult at the time. She's 24. She didn't live in that town with her family. Instead, she I've seen several different places that she lived. She either lived actually in New York City or she lived somewhere in New Jersey. Uh, but at the time, she was living with her boyfriend whose name was Alex. Did Alex know what she did for a living? I believe Alex did. Mm. I'm pretty sure that he had an, an idea uh, based on some calls that he made later on about what's mm. going on here. But... On the 1st of May, 2010, Shannon went to meet a client. Uh, That client's name was Joseph Brewer, and he lived on Oak Island. And she had a driver take her there that night. His name was Michael Pack. So Shannon and Brewer, they they had talked ahead of time. They had agreed that she was going to go to his house for sex. Uh, She had, at this point, been, by my best guess, a prostitute for about a year. Uh, sorry, this might be a dumb question. Um, Pack, was he like her personal driver all the time? Was he just like a random taxi driver? Yeah, what? no, Michael Pack was a fairly regular driver for her. Okay. It so doesn't kind s- of like a security escort sort of Sort of, thing. yeah. Uh, the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, what Pack wasn't really like, I would consider a security escort a guy who would hang out and be nearby for most of the time. That wasn't the case with Michael because what he did is he, he dropped Shannon off at Brewer's house and then he left. I believe... He left? 
Yeah, and I believe that's because uh, Brewer was going to pay for many hours of her... Uh, Companionship. Her, thank you. Companionship mm-hmm. is the term I was, I was looking say for. Time, but yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so so say Brewer uh, came to regret his association with her, didn't he? He he, he did kind of here, yeah. um, because when uh, from from his accounts, from Brewer's accounts, at first you know things were fine for the first couple of hours. He said they never actually had sex, but instead they were they were doing drugs together basically the entire time. Um, now, there's some unconfirmed reporting on something I'm going to talk about here, and you're actually going to find a lot of unconfirmed reporting in the story. Shocking. But it is reported that the pair, Brewer and Shannon, went down the street to another house, to which was uh, the resident of that house was the, the Dr. Peter Hackett, and the doctor had drugs, and they bought more drugs to continue their drug-fueled evening. Can't confirm that or not. I think that... Well, the hard part is, is that they're not talking. Their stories have changed. Like, I, well, I, I don't know. I, I just find it hard to believe that Brewer would confess to going and buying illicit drugs from the doctor. Uh, well, that's why yeah. I, I'm having a hard time, time accepting that. Well, and, and that's the thing and, is that Brewer's been really honest with. He's been ve- he's just done. If the cops said I want you to do this, he did it. Like he complied to all requests from the police, and he didn't hide the fact. I mean, the, I don't know that the cops ever put any charges against him for having an escort coming to his house. He was very blatantly hiring the service of a prostitute. Yeah, I guess it seems like to me that if you know somebody comes to your door and says. Um, Hey, we heard this woman was with you last night. Hey, it turns out she's missing. And then, you know, a couple weeks later or whatever, they say, oh, it turns out she's uh, horrifically been murdered. Um, maybe you would say, okay, I, yeah, the drug part, yes. Um, but here's the rest of it. And I had nothing to do with that last time I saw her, she was alive. Right. I will mm. give you literally all of the information. I don't want you to think I'm hiding anything from you. But on the other hand, that's also something a really smart criminal would do. True. Right? That's up to 90% of it. Yeah, and, and here's exactly what happens is that, uh, you know, whether they did or did not go to the doctor's house, after several hours, uh, Brewer calls Pack because Shannon is upset and acting, as I've seen it from his description, crazy. She's, she's not happy, and, and uh, she wants to leave. There's no history of like bipolar disorder or anything like that with her? I don't remember anything. I mean, there's so many players in here, I can't remember the specifics of that. Okay, but like... That aside, but it's, if, but doing drugs all night can have <laughs> yes. an effect on one's emotions. There's that too. That's, that's I true. mean, who knows? I mean, let's 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 not look at you know major underlying causes. <laughs> She's high. If she is truly as he says, they are high, doing drugs for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is very very uh, heavily under the influence at this point. Yeah. But but what happens is. You know, he calls Pack. Pack shows up. Uh, he starts to. He gets out of the car, and apparently, Shannon runs out of the house, stops, sees Pack, turns the other direction, and runs away from him, uh-huh. and starts beating feet through the through the neighborhoods. Now, and this was like early hours of the morning. It's like four, four thirty, okay, and so still four, dark. But yeah, yeah, it's okay. like four in the morning, something like that. Okay. Yeah, she's she's knocking on doors and making a racket. And stuff, yeah, and you know. and so what happens here is that uh, you know Brewer just turns around, and goes back in his house. He's done. He's yeah. finished yeah. with this whole deal. Yeah. But Pack is Driver's driving there. around looking for Shannon. In the meantime, Shannon is running around the neighborhood, banging on doors. Some of the residents 
Well, okay. So most of the residents, they just called 911. They didn't actually open their doors. There is one person who says they opened the door and they let her in, but she didn't stick around long enough to get help before she split again. She just took off. But Shannon, she uh, she does call 911. Uh, her, her call to dispatch evidently came in at 4.51 a.m. So this is 5 a.m. So she's been up all night. And she starts making statements that are, they're trying to kill me, and they're after me. Now, obviously, the dispatcher, trying to figure out what's going on, asks, where are you? At which point, it becomes very apparent that Shannon didn't know exactly where she was. And I mean, in the, in the in, not in just the specifics of what intersection you're at, but where on the island are you? Because she gave a completely different town or island name. She didn't really know where she was. She didn't pay attention, apparently. I, I have to guess. Well, or she... Was so loaded that... Yeah. yeah. But what happens is, unfortunately, she gives a location that forces the dispatcher to transfer her call to a different dispatcher because of jurisdiction. In other words, she was, she said she was basically in what amounts to another county. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. another county set of police had to take care of it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, and there's been a lot of criticism of this. And I, I, to a point, I don't criticize the 911 dispatcher because they can only operate on the information that they're given. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can. I mean, you can only do so as much. much as you can do with the information you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're reliant upon that. But uh, Shannon was on the phone f- with 911 for. For a total of 23 minutes before wow. her call ended. Yeah. Long um, time. Yeah, it's a very long call. Now, I know part of that, she was apparently on hold for several minutes between, you know, when she was getting transferred. I know that accounts for part of it. Uh, but eventually her call ends. It doesn't sound like she just said, okay, bye. It sounds like the call just dropped. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that based on the descriptions I've read. I haven't actually heard the tape because the tape isn't publicly available. Uh, go figure. So it's hard to say exactly how she sounded. I've read accounts that vary. So anywhere from she was panicked to incoherent or she was loaded versus being, you know, stone cold sober. I've heard different descriptions of her, her state Mm -hmm. on that call. So I don't know. Um, There's also talk that there were, voices in the background now was that pack calling to her was that while she was at this one neighbor's house before she beat feet and got got out of there i don't know and i've never heard maybe. that pinned down anywhere maybe people were throwing their windows open and yelling at her to shut up you know? yeah i mean you know what's going on lady cut it out what's your deal i mean yeah no idea but what we do know is that she, she, like I said, she caused a whole bunch of calls to 911. The police ended up coming to the area, though it took them 45 minutes to respond. So people have criticized that, as people will always criticize response times. Yeah, that's silly. I mean, it's silly. Mm-hmm. The police have a lot to do. Yeah, right. especially in New gonna, York. They're going to kind of triage that. It's, I don't know if triage is the right word or not, but they're going to respond to the things that are most important to least. Probably saying, like, there's a crazy lady walking down our street yelling, doesn't take precedence 
probably over, like, yeah, I'm not getting her. Shot. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, of course, by the time the cops get there, uh, she's gone. Uh, the last people to see her uh, were those residents uh, that we that we know of, anyway. Unless something else is going on here, uh, but she was last seen, according to the residents, somewhere between uh, Anchor Way, which was the street that Brewer lived on, and. Larboard Court, uh, which is an intersecting street uh, several blocks down. Mm-hmm. That's that's the last we know of. Yeah, these towns was. on that island, they're just basically one street. Those little dinky towns. Well, it's a suburb. It, yeah. It's a this this where she was at was kind of a gated community suburb. Mm-hmm. So it, it really was very small. Uh, so mm-hmm. it wasn't as if she could have gone just a massive distance in in any way, shape, or plus she was on a long narrow island. Yeah. A little itty-bitty barrier island. It's a very skinny little island. Shannon's story officially in the narrative of the Long Island serial killer ends there for a while. But I'm just going to go ahead and jump ahead in time and, and finish up the story of to Shannon. Stay with Shannon yeah, okay. just to stay with her for the rest of this because there's there's some here and, and it'll help for when we get to everything else later on. The police had searched around Brewer's house and they had searched in the surrounding area and they, they kept looking around. But as their, their search went east and west because as we talked about, it's a, it's a narrow spit of an island it's not very big to clarify brewer himself never called 911 nor did pat correct correct it was just shannon and then neighbors who didn't really know what was going on yes okay yeah i just wanted to clarify yep nope you're absolutely right i can see why brewer wouldn't do it because as far as he was concerned he handed it off to the driver and it's like you're not his problem yep Yeah. Yeah. yeah um so what the police do is they they start spreading east and west well what you need to know is just to the east of Anchor Way and Larboard Court, there's a, a giant marsh. It's really big, and it it extends all the way to Ocean Parkway, which is the east-west thoroughfare across the island, and then goes all the way to the Robert Moses Causeway, which is the main north-south route, which takes you um, through Fire Island and then eventually on to actually Long Island. I'm sorry, I have one more question. Yeah. Uh, when they were when they started searching, you said kind of near Brewer's house. Was it were they searching near Brewer's house because they knew he was involved at that point, or were they searching in that neighborhood because that's where she had last been seen? That was their last known place. Because when she took off, so Pat didn't know where she. They gone. started looking. The police had found out that she was at Brewer's and yeah. that Pat was involved. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify yeah. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's uh, interesting timeline stuff. Yeah, no, and the timeline on this is a, is a little difficult. It's because sure. it, again, as we get farther in, there's going to be so much going on. But the vegetation in the marsh that I was talking about, yeah, yeah, sorry. it is by all accounts obscenely dense and very difficult to get through and navigate. And at this time of year, this is in the beginning or in the midst of the growing season. Mm-hmm. So the police couldn't actually search that, and they were like, "Listen, we can't go in there until it's the winter months." Now, she disappears in the middle of 2010. We're now going to jump forward to December of 2011, which is a year and a half later. They actually start... Yeah, I know. Devin just gave me a funny look. Yeah, there's a huge disparity because they search... They can't do anything. Shannon's mom uh, was a huge, huge factor in the search continuing for her. And there's some other things that come up that then prompt the police to keep searching. I'm willing to say I don't blame the dispatcher. Mm -mm. I don't blame 911 for not showing up. But a year and a half? 
guys? Well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It takes a long time to find bodies, it seems like. But, well, but to, so, I mean, you know, so Sheeta appeared in May. But it's and not, they said, you know, okay, we've got to wait until things clear out. It's like, all right, so you wait those well, six wait, months. Yeah, but they had actually been searching and they'd found some other stuff. Okay. But no, they, yeah. they, they didn't think that, they didn't think that necessarily she had disappeared and died. She is a she is not officially a missing person. She is a, an adult of her own means. She could very well have flagged a ride and driven away with somebody and said, you know what? I'm I'm tired of living this life, and I'm just moving on. Okay. They, they don't know that. Sometimes I forget that we're talking about adults here. So. <laughs> yeah. okay. 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 So. So December 2011. Right. Um, so they, they, they go, and they start searching through that marsh a year and a half later, and they start, they start in there. They find her purse with her ID in it. They find her phone. They find her shoes and her jeans, and they keep going in, and eventually they find her very badly decomposed remains. Yeah, because you're in happen in march exactly sounds gross uh yeah well and there's there's a lot of conjecture over her her cause of death the initial ruling is uh uh, something that i haven't seen in a long time which is death by misadventure uh, and drowning death by misadventure is just a strange way to call it that's what i want my cause of death to be (laughs) death by misadventure yeah i want my i want them to be death by a really awesome adventure yeah well that's misadventure yeah yeah. There you go. Either yeah. one works for me. Solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Uh, so, <laughs> there, because of the state of her body, there wasn't a whole lot to do testing on. I mean, how far away was her her phone and her, ju- her shoes and her jeans? From I don't her body? have a I don't have a distance. Yeah. I mean, I know that it was it wasn't more than a mile in from where she her stuff was found that her body was found. But mm. I've I've never plotted the exact distance. Yeah, it's, it's not also, too far in. But also, it's a marsh. It's a marsh. That's the hard part. Thing, yeah. So it's. They they were able to find part of it because of the time of year and it's affected by tides. So the water's coming up and down. So had they come in there, you know, six or eight hours later, they might not have found her remains. But so they did some testing. They did testing because they were trying to figure out what's going on. And the initial Emmy, the medical examiner who worked on all of this, said that she didn't die of a drug reaction. And odd bit, supposedly she didn't have any drugs in her system, which is completely opposite of the whole thing that Brewer was saying. Well, was there any soft tissue left? Well, that's what I don't know how much soft tissue there was. And that might be why he says that is that, you know, it takes a long time for that stuff to to be in such doses that you could find it in the harder cartilages and bones that are left over from a body. Yeah. So I'm presuming that there was very minimal amount of soft tissue left. Which yeah. is why the test didn't reflect any of it. I would think she would have been just a skeleton, pretty personally. I think everything everything out there would have been but nibbling maybe on her. Connective you know? tissue, yeah, yeah. left yeah. there, but anything that's worth testing is probably gone by then. Uh, yeah, and I, I believe that's probably what what why it came out the way it was, but. A second review of the body was done, uh, and that was, by the way, prompted by her mother, Mary, uh, who had that done about a year or so later, I think it was, uh, or several years, actually. But the the secondary review concluded that Shannon had died of strangulation, and that was based on damage that was done to one of the small bones in her neck. The problem is, is that that's not 100% positive proof because at least one or two of the other bones that were directly next to that one were missing. Yeah. Like some small critter probably carried it away or it sank into the mock or, or who knows. 
So it's, yeah, I, it's, it's not ironclad that she was strangled. Well, you know, it seems unlikely because out there in the middle of nowhere in this, in this possible suburb kind of thing, you know, I mean, somebody's just going to jump out of the bushes and choke her to death. I mean, maybe somebody wanted her to just shut the hell up. Well, no, no, the that, thing, but... no, Joe, what, what this is getting at is that based on what we're going to talk about in about two paragraphs continuing on mm-hmm. is this was an attempt to link her death to the other bodies that are found. Mm-hmm. And a number of those bodies, if not all, are believed to have been strangled. Yeah. So it's an attempt. It's it's a bias. I consider it a bias. It's, you know, oh, well, all these other ones were strangled. So look for signs. Signs of strangulation, anything, oh, yeah, this could so indicate it becomes, this is definitely an indicator of strangulation. Yeah, I don't... That's, I don't, that's how that happens. I don't yeah. buy it. I think given her condition when last seen, she probably drowned herself. Accidentally, um, probably. Yeah, I, but, I mean, um, it's it's hard to say. Death by misadventure is the, is the most that I'm willing to commit to. Um, I called Shannon the the catalyst because the events surrounding her disappearance are what causes a, a much more thorough search of the entire area. And that is what brings to everyone's attention all of the other bodies. Um, all the locals were really thrilled to find out. Yeah, some, yeah. Some and Sarah Killer had been using them for a dumping ground. Yeah, and and by the way, Shannon still to this day is not... Uh, so I've, I've said it was Long Island Serial Killer, Gilgo Beach, whichever you want to call it. She is not officially considered one of the victims no, of this killer. Rightfully so, because he did his killing elsewhere, you know, and dumped the bodies there. Well, and that's and, the thing is that, uh, again, Mary was, I believe, trying to push for the idea of she was killed and then dumped there, mm-hmm. just like the other bodies had been. But, um, mm-hmm. so that is the end of the Shannon, except that there is one bad bit of follow-up, which is that, sadly, as I was doing the research for this, which was about a month or so ago, that was about the time that, uh, unfortunately, Mary w- died a violent death. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon's other sister, or one of her other sisters, Sarah, Apparently, uh, she's schizophrenic, was in an episode, and something happened, and Mary, I believe, was stabbed. And I, at this that's point, what I heard. She was stabbed Last I times. knew, uh, Sarah was in, in custody. There's not a whole lot of details out there. It's, it's a terrible thing for a family that had already gone through all that freaking tragedy yeah. mm-hmm. and everything that had happened. But, so that's, that's why I wanted to kind of finish up with Shannon. So we're going to then move into the second chapter, which is the burlap victims. All right. So as we had talked about before, the police had been searching for Shannon, uh, and they'd been looking in the area. And eventually, you know, after a certain amount of time, they had to call off the search for her. Uh, now, there's a police officer named John, I want to say the last name is pronounced Malia, but he was one half of a thinking, canine unit. I'm thinking Malia. Malia? What Malia? could be one of the two? John. But John, John was one half of a police unit. The his partner was a German Shepherd named Blue. Aww. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Blue. Yeah. Um, and Aww. he he knew about the search for Shannon. And he was pretty sure he had come to the conclusion that she wasn't going to be found alive. And he said, "Well, this is a great way to do some on-the-job training." Uh, this is the official story, by the way. So he would go, he was walking up and down the road in that area, uh, over the course of the summer and the fall of 2010. Uh, it could be that he just liked to walk the dog there, but he was using that officially as training to search for her while they were in that area. As winter months came, vegetation starts dying back. They can go farther and farther into the veg where the vegetation used to be. 
And on the 11th of December 2010, Blue triggered on a site in the brush, which is just off the side of Ocean Parkway in Gilgo Beach. What Blue had found uh, after digging just a little bit in the ground was the skeletal remains of a woman whose name was Melissa Bartholomew. And like I said, she was just a little bit under the surface and shallow her body grave. was, yeah, shallow grave and her body was wrapped in burlap. Well, you never, bodies are never found in deep graves, are they? Rarely. Uh, yeah. usually, that's actually very intentional when they're found in deep graves, typically. <laughs> yeah. But over, so of course, obviously the police swarm the area and over the next two days, they start scouring the area and they find three more bodies, uh, each one wrapped in burlap and the bodies belong to uh, Marine Brainerd Barnes, Megan Waterman, and Amberlyn Costello. And how far apart were the bodies? They were pretty closely bunched. Are we talking a few feet from each other? I would say a few yards, mm. if I remember correctly. Uh, but again, it's it, it's so many sites, because this is the first of several dump many. sites that mm. we're going to go through. I believe that this was the tightest packed bunch uh, the next set that we're going to talk about were, were more spread about. Maureen uh, was 25, and she had last been seen on the 9th of July, 2007. She was 25 when she was seen in 2007? Yes. Okay. Melissa was 24 and had been missing since the 10th of July, 2009. Megan was 22 and had been missing since the 6th of June, 2010. And Amber was 27 and had been missing since the 2nd of September, 2010. And uh, what else do these women have in common? Well, there's actually quite a few commonalities. All four were prostitutes. They apparently had all been using Craigslist to advertise their services. I've read that all but Maureen had also been using another website, which is called Backpage, which I'd never heard of and never used. But what I understand is it's, it's very similar to Craigslist. I, I went to Backpage thinking, oh, God, I'm going to get a virus on my computer. <laughs> Turns out it's just a, a listing site, just like Craigslist is. Oh, right. So it's not just devoted to sex? Correct. Prostitution stuff? Yep. Okay. That's, yeah. Um, Amber was, at the time, uh, a known heroin user, and it's believed that all of the women at the time were using most likely cocaine, maybe not habitually, but they were cocaine users, uh, probably also using marijuana, which, you know, if it's, it's the business. It, it lends itself to that. Oh, yeah. They, they all it's had also just, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 It, it, they all were very physically similar. Uh, and that kind of gives us an idea that maybe whoever was doing this had a type because, they also were all very similar. Uh, they were all under five feet, six inches tall or 167 centimeters or 16.5 hands uh, okay. and uh, about 110 pounds, which is equivalent to about 50 kilograms or 7.85 stones uh, or less. And they were all blonde at the time or at least had blonde in their hair. So highlights, stuff like that. And, and like I said, this, this is pointed to as something to say that whoever did this had a quote-unquote type. Okay. Although I, I wouldn't say so much about the height, because I think, you know, the, isn't the average height of a North American female woman like 5'4"? 
Uh, well, some of these ladies were, most of them were five, six and under. Mm -hmm. So most of them, actually, several of them, I think it was like four, ten to, uh, to five, like four, two. Ten. Yeah. So they were, they were all, there was no, it wasn't as if there was a, a five and five foot nine inch tall woman in the mix. And they mm -hmm. were all under 110 pounds. Right. Very, then, very thin, you don't thin wanna, builds. If, actually, if you want to like find a woman to strangle her and overpower her, you don't want to be tackling some six foot Amazon probably. That's true. Yeah. We need to not go in his basement. He says things like that with I too know. much confidence. It really scares the he crap really out of me. But like for reference, right? Like I'm five two, <laughs> and I don't weigh 110 pounds. Right. Like, and I don't think I'm searching for compliments here. <laughs> like I'm a slim person. Yes. And so, like for reference, like if you subtract pounds from me, even 10 pounds, even if I, even if I'm 120 pounds, like that's a tiny person and then mm -hmm. add a couple That's inches to me those are really like pretty slim skinny women. yes yeah. very slim. and if you have an average male i think the average male in this country is five feet nine and 180 pounds is that 60 to 80 i think i'm ballparking yeah. here very but that that it's not hard to overpower somebody who is mm -hmm. that much shorter and that much lighter than you so the point is it is pointing out that maybe there was a type um yeah, when really you know 16 and a half hands is just like psh, yeah, yeah. And I had mentioned this a little bit when we were talking about Shannon, is that these women were all, their cause of death was all strangulation. These women all. Yes. Yeah, so that's why I brought that up when we were talking about the secondary examination of Shannon's body. Yeah. Um, and Shannon, of course, was not found in burlap, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, now, all these women, when they disappeared, they just evaporated. They were gone, with the exception of Melissa, because one week after her disappearance, her 15-year-old sister, Amanda, started getting calls from her cell phone. But it wasn't Melissa. But it wasn't line. Melissa. And she received, it's about, I think it's a total of eight calls, and it happened over the course of about a month and a half. And this caller got slowly more and more aggressive, uh, and it's reported to have been playing with her. Uh, that's what the reporting will always refer to it as. Melissa's the one who disappeared in 2009? Yes. So, okay. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, why would you do that, right? And I guess in my estimation, I guess 2009, I'm trying to think, I think I had, like, an iPhone. Too. Most people had. The second yeah. iPhone. I mean, they weren't. It wasn't smartphone mania. But, but everybody had a cell. Yeah. At that point, cell, cells were everywhere. I'm thinking, like, do, do you think Melissa had, like, a picture of her 15-year-old sister saved? Well, but it could be as simple as little sister Amanda was what it said in her phone book. Yeah. Could have said that, or could have it, it could have been that he kept her alive for a while and yeah. and just got some information out. Yeah, of her. I, I I don't know. And what we do we do know is that we're pretty sure that it wasn't just some random crank because of the things that the caller said. Mm. Um, now the, the caller always got off the phone within three minutes, so calls were not traceable. Um, but they do say that well, they couldn't get him to a specific exact I'm address. Sorry. I know, I know, it's and we're gonna we're, I know, and we're gonna talk about that. Okay. Shortly, okay. uh, but they did. They tracked some calls to Times Square, but obviously nothing happened about it because as the police rushed into Times Square looking around for somebody on their cell phone, they Everyone saw everybody. Was on their cell phone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so they, 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 they specifically ran into all the porn shops. They did. I, I understand there's a lot of porn shops in Times Square. So. I I didn't know this, but apparently, according to this, yeah, or at that least one? enough for the police to be like, oh yeah, it's it's this one, that one, this one is where you're gonna go. I don't know. 
But the, the reason I said that we know that this person couldn't have just been some random crank is that on the, I think it was the last call, the killer made, a, or the, the caller, I should say, not the killer, but the caller made the statement of, I'm watching your sister's body rot. Such a wonderful thing to say to her, to her little 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Right, yeah, and yeah, now, yeah. Now clean the, living, yeah. Let's be real. Anybody who strangles prostitutes, probably not like the cream of the crop. Probably not exactly the most compassionate right. person out That's there. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Very good and point. And actually, I guess I have one point of clarification, because mm-hmm. um, I know we're drawing to the end of this chapter, but do you know, you may not know this, this may not be public knowledge, but the bodies that were wrapped in burlap were they wrapped in burlap when they were totally together and then they they rotted in the burlap or were they did they have some measure Did they decompose and then get thrown into the burlap mm-hmm. and then thrown in the or, ground or were they like totally bodies and I wrapped? do you I, know I don't know for okay. sure I I've gotten the impression from all of the stuff that's out there that the bodies were wrapped in burlap upon their dumping and the reason that I think that is the the newest body mm-hmm. she'd only been missing since September and this is December so that's two or three, three months, months yeah. and she was in burlap so I have to presume that they were in the burlap when they were put in the ground and it's the way I understand it is that they were though they were deposited at different times they were in the burlap when they were put into the ground and they would have been relatively fresh. But that's a, that's a supposition on my part based on yeah. all the stuff that I've I read. I guess that's my question, right, is because if she was getting all these calls and they were going on for like a month and the caller like at the end of the month said, I'm watching your sister's body. Sicko's got her in a back room somewhere just yeah, staring. Yeah, watching it rot yeah, and I, then wrapped in this. But I, I mean, it's not really that important. No. Interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. What I'm interested in knowing is uh, the police are trying to trace these calls. Did they record the calls? I mean, you would think they would. Oh, likely, but why would they ever release those to the public? Well, Especially since I could think of a solved case. I could think of a great reason to release them to the public. You might release tidbits. Well, and, and you don't have to release everything, yeah. but but at least some some ones that don't give away critical information. Because if you had it all over the TV news and the radio, somebody might recognize the voice. That's true. Um, it just seems like kind of an obvious thing to do. That, uh, I, I will disagree with that because I have heard so many people on the phone who sounded like other people I knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I worked in a call that. center. And, no, and we oh, get yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Like, people will be like, oh, Steve is obviously this dude from this other radio show. And we're mm-hmm. like, no, yeah. what? Or <laughs> what's his name from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. Or Joe. Joe is the one who gets it. You, sir, mm-hmm. would be in jail so fast if they put those out because everybody yeah. says you sound like everybody else yeah. I know, with any I know. kind of baritone voice. So. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. I, I, I'm, just, I'm thinking like more like somebody who knows somebody really well. Like if, you know, if, you know, but you know, you work with them every day. And yeah, I, it, I, I just, I'm just saying that they're, they're totally obviously at a dead end on this. And I, I, and I, I, I think would say that, that would be a good a Hail Mary. That would be a good Hail Mary play. I think you know? believing that is a trap that you are setting yourself up for for a whole bunch of legs Worse oh, yeah, you're not, gonna get, you're gonna which get is why they of, never do you're it. You're going to get a lot of false leads, yeah. for sure. I'm, yeah. But I'm just saying, if they really want to solve this, I think that that's about the only way they're going to be able to do it. It's time for Chapter 3. Chapter 3 I've titled The Dismembered Victims. Yep. Um, and I think that it probably goes without saying that upon the discovery of the four bodies in Burlap, the news media went guano crazy. Oh, yeah. And swarmed the area. And they uh, probably like, sort of like, you know, prompted a lot more searching. Oh, yeah. It did prompt more searching, but it also, they, they put out there that 
it was all caps, obvious that yeah. there was a serial killer at work here. Well, yeah, I and would say so. The, the, you know, this, this forced the cops, as you're saying, to, to kind of step up their game. And uh, they kept looking around. Much uh, much like sh- the, the issue with Shannon, the, the cops had to, you know, stop for part of the growing season. And then in the winter months, they would start to do their stuff again. But um, so they, they probably had to stop for like bad weather. Too. Bad weather. When was uh, Sandy came? No, no, this was before Sandy came through. This was in 2010. And 2011 is when we're moving into. Yeah, but yeah. Sandy was 2012. Yeah, I it think. Was, it was it December was December 2011, 2012, I know, because I was. Okay. He was there for Sandy? How was it? Windy. A non-event where I was. Oh, yeah. good. So the, uh, the, the, the police uh, kept searching, and after the initial discovery, they, they had to wait a couple of months, and then, so again, that initial discovery was December 2010. We move into March of 2011. When things are defrosting. When things are defrosting, and the police start their search on the 29th of March, and depending on the source, either that very day or the following day, they found uh, they found a partial set of remains, and that was a, a head hands and forearms Um, and those by the way were linked to the torso of a body of a woman named Jessica Taylor Uh, she by the way was these parts were not wrapped in burlap uh, Jessica was was also a prostitute. And the, tor- the torso had already been found, right? Torso had been found. Uh, the torso had been found in 2003 on the 26th of July in the town of Manorville, New York, okay. which is it's like 10 or 12 miles away from Gilgo Beach. Ballpark is the crow flies. The parts they found, were they just bones? It must have been. I mean, yeah, they were partial remains. The state of them is not listed, but I would imagine that after that amount of time, we're basically talking about skeletal remains. I think uh-huh. it's fair to say that anytime the police say partial remains, they just mean too gruesome for public consumption. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for most of us, the whole idea of chopping up a, a dead body is well, you know kind of unthinkable. Yeah, let's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's move on. Okay. So we're gonna move on to the fourth of April of 2011, at which point three more bodies are found. Uh, These bodies are found deeper in the brush off the side of the road, and they are also not wrapped in burlap. Uh, Like Jessica, one of the sets of remains found that day were partial. Uh, They were also linked to an unknown woman's torso that was found in Manorville, or Manorville, excuse me, on the 19th of November, 2000. Well, I kind of wonder what this did to the property values out there. In in Manorville or well, Gilgo Beach? Both of them. Yeah. No, it didn't do good things for either of them. Uh, one of the other bodies was identified. The identity is unknown, but the body was determined to be that of an Asian man who was wearing women's clothing. And the last body to be found was that of a toddler who was wrapped in a blanket. And sh- her identity is yet unknown. They were, uh, it's terrible to point out, but again, not entirely intact based on how long they had been there. But, you know, that could have just been animals, you know. Animals, wave action, everything like that. We don't know if they were scattered intentionally or just over time. But they were all in a pretty close process. They were all in a very close radius, yes. Yeah, so. So we've got like, um, so we've got the four burlaps, we've got the, the, the two torso murders. Well, we've got four sets of remains. No, we got four burlaps. We yeah. then have an additional four 
sets of remains that are found. Yeah. Part of those are the torsos that were tied to the Manorville, yeah, or that, to Manorville's torsos. Yeah, and then, well, I'm, am I counting wrong? So I, I think there's like two you're, torsos. So don't do your math now, Joe. We're not done. We're not done. Stop <laughs> okay, that. I, I can see where you're going. When you're, when you're counting on your fingers, I know what you're doing. Because yeah. um, we're... Sorry, I was just going to say, at some point we will do like a live taping of podcast probably so people can see what a cluster it is and it will mostly so that everybody can see the faces that i <laughs> sometimes you know people are like you're so insensitive but like if you could see the like faces that we all make when we're talking about this you yeah. understand that like yeah one of us just oh, go just God. forges through and keeps talking and oh, just God, yeah uh, so we're, we're okay. So okay, we're not done yet, though. Th- yeah, we've got the the Asian man and the toddler. Uh, on the 11th of April, two more sets of our remains are found farther down the beach. Uh, one set of it was a set of human bones in a plastic bag, and the other was just a skull. Uh, the skull. W- <laughs> Sorry. The skull would later be connected to a pair of severed legs that were found in April of 1996 on Fire Island to the east. So, but the uh, the skull and the legs were never connected to any other body parts? Well, originally they were. Before yeah. they were separated think, from one think, another, I would think every time you found a you know set of body parts, you know, out there on the island, you just directly go over to Manorville and start looking for the torso <laughs> to connect it yeah, with. Maybe, that's, yeah. yeah, that's not a bad point. Um, but the, the the skull and the legs that it was eventually connected to were also were run through DNA testing. By the way, the identity of that individual is unknown, and that was then connected and determined to be the mother of the toddler that was found on. The fourth of April. You guys asked for this story. What? Oh, I want to remind our listeners that you guys asked. Oh, for this yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I did a bunch of reading uh, for links that weren't focused on the Craigslist or the the, the prostitution angle, um, and I came across some accounts from the the families of the identified victims. So of these, now not counting Shannon. 10 bodies that we've come across and it turns out that the ones that have been identified just as an again a, a kind of a global what is their connections they they were they were all prostitutes at one point probably or at not some the point toddler, yeah probably not the yeah I not the not. toddler um and it's it's not a lock that all of these women were on drugs like we kind of know that the first four were Um, But you'll see that brought up in the reading. You'll also see heroin brought up in the reading. So it's, it's a very, it's a very close circle of, of these things, but there's not a whole lot. It's not as if they all worked for say the same pimp or something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's very hard to tie them all together. I also, this is really, you ever read something as you're doing reading or research and you're like, I've never heard that phrase before. And I kind of wish I never had. And I came across the phrase, the missing missing. Which is one of the most heartbreaking things. I've seen this before. I hadn't. To be honest with you, when I see this in research, I stop researching the case. Because I can't, it's too... Too much. Too much for me. For people who don't know, the missing missing are people who don't have anyone close enough to them to notice that they are gone to file a missing persons report. Mm. So they are truly, they have just disappeared from the face of the earth and nobody, uh, you know, close enough to, to notice and, and report it or notices and just assumes they, they went somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Quite possible. 
It's oh god, that's so sad to me. Yeah, and I'm so. sure that that's an ideal victim for a serial killer. Yeah. No, I mean, there's 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 certain demographics that are focused upon. Yeah, and especially prostitutes, because obviously that's an, an easy... It's a dangerous lifestyle. Well, it's, it's easy to get a prostitute to come to climb into your car with you or come and yeah. meet you somewhere. Or drug, you know? drug addicts a lot. Too. Yeah. You know, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, no, um, come come with me. I'll take you to where we can get some drugs. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. the hard part is it. And I, I, you know what? We talked about this a little bit in the last story. Does I don't want to sound like I'm no, bashing anybody. Yeah, is yeah. That, like in that story, I openly admit that I... I I had an issue with somebody in this. I'm not intending to come across as bashing anybody. There are just a million reasons that someone gets into that lifestyle. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying anything against it. It's a choice. It's well, it's not always a choice actually. So bad choice. Well, sometimes people are forced into it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's really hard to try and put a, a finger on any of it. Yeah. But but let's let's move away from that because I would just want to finish up before we get into theories. What Joe started to ask about before, which is the count. Mm-hmm. If you've kept count, including Shannon, I am at eleven bodies. Yeah, but, but Shannon didn't... should not be included, though. But I did at the no. beginning say that there was twelve or more. Yeah, and I did that on purpose because. When you read the reporting, now, anytime a body is found on any of the barrier islands off of the, the southeast side of Long Island, they are imme- or somebody goes missing, they are immediately connected to the Long Island serial killer. And there are so many that are immediately discovered what actually happened and pulled back off. Recently, in the last year or two, there have been at least four women's bodies that have been found, whether whole or partial, who the investigators are still unclear if they are connected or are not connected. And that's, again, and then there's other ones that have gone missing and been found, and then it was figured out what happened, and they're definitely not related. But mm-hmm. a lot of women seem to be dying in this area. So or at least their bodies are dumped in this area. Yes. Yeah, that, is a very, that is a very good point to make. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I, not to jump the gun, I, you know, could be all kinds of different killers out there. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe's, Joe's already putting out a theory, so we should probably yeah. get into theories. We can do the theories if you want. So theory number one. Theory number one is that this is all the work of a single serial killer. Yeah, I mean, the bo- okay, so just to clarify, the dismembered bodies were found in fairly relatively close proximity to the burlap ones, right? They were mm-hmm. on the same road. Yeah. Kind of well, there's only miles. one road on that island, actually. Okay, but, 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 I mean, with pretty close to each other, right? Relatively okay. speaking, yes. Yeah, but... Um, so, but you always hear, it's, it's this is all... All the work of a single killer, um, and it is a prostitute-obsessed serial killer mm-hmm. um, who loves to use Oak Island as their dumping ground. Well, and this would yeah. be one of the most prolific serial killers in the history of the United States, wouldn't it? Not, no. Not no there's really, there's but, been uh, some people who were who well, racked up some higher numbers. If you take the top, the highest number I've heard for this one is 17. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's, Confirmed. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. you know not necessarily done by the same person. Well, yeah, and there's well, there's guys like uh, BTK. He yeah. took big gaps, but he did quite a few. The Green River Killer did yeah. a bunch. Okay, okay. okay. Um, Gacy had quite a few people under his house. Yeah, Dahmer. How many did Dahmer kill? I don't know how many he ate. Man, um, I know, but... scary. You know what scares me about him is that he worked in a chocolate factory. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Can we stop this, okay. please? Okay. So, logically, logically speaking, it makes sense to think that it's just a single killer. They they've got a thing for prostitutes, and they they found this great place to dump all the bodies. Um, as I, we've just talked about, you know, we've listed off some people. Gary Ridgway, who was the Green River Killer here in the Pacific Northwest, he dumped all his bodies in the same place all the time. Um, there's two guys. Uh, there's Robert Shulman and Joel Rifkin. They're famous examples. Um, and they were actually very, they're local to the area there in New York. Yeah, but Rifkin was in jail by like 1993, wasn't he? Thank you for just stepping all over that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Joe. All right. Um, no, we're going to talk about that in just yeah. a second. Um, now, well, you know, at Ridgeway, I mean, I mentioned him as an example. He's by no means a viable candidate. No. He's on the wrong side of the freaking country. Well, uh, yeah, people can travel. There's things as there's things, there's airplanes. Yeah, but, but Rich, he though. was very, very prolific in, in the Washington area. Uh, but Shulman and Rifkin are always called possibilities. Typically, they were only connected to the older bodies, and that is because, as Joe said, that there's some, uh, you know, being in jail and arrested issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shulman worked 12 miles away from where the bodies were found. Rifkin worked or lived 10 miles away from where they were found. But Shulman was arrested in 96 and then executed in 2006. And Rifkin began his 203-year prison sentence Which in 1994. Might be too short. Yeah, yeah I think they went a little light on him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I agree. But since we're in this theory, let's talk about a couple of things that are pointed out. And we can kind of talk about it if you want. Uh, these are things that are always pointed to. People always say that the killer had to have intimate knowledge of the area to know where to dump the bodies. I don't know. It's kind of a pull-off on the road. Yeah. Ocean Ocean Parkway is the main road that runs the length of the island, which it's it's two lanes in each direction with the, what is it when you call the natural median between them when it's scrub brush and grass, so it's not four mm. lanes connected, but uh, two um, lanes separate. Anyway. A median. They yeah. call it a median. Thank you. Yeah. I wasn't sure if a median actually meant the stupid concrete K-rails or Anything not. Anything delineating the two is a median. Okay. I think. They, now, I, I'm not so sure that you would have had to have an intimate knowledge I because they're pretty geographically they're pretty damn simple. Yeah, and, <laughs> well, really and, and you'll also hear people say, "Well, if he if he didn't live on the island, people say it had to be a resident of the island. But if it wasn't a resident of the island, then they had to have at least spend some time, say, summering there." So now sure. now they're saying it's a summering tourist who stays in that area. I feel like okay, so. Uh... I'm going to admit something, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that it's because we do this podcast, but maybe, maybe not. But do, do you guys ever just drive through an area and you go, oh, crap, you could totally drop a body there. Oh, yeah. No, All but I have looked off and go, I wonder, I wonder what's down that little, that little, that little access road area yeah. right there. Yeah. And yeah. it's not like, and you can do that one time, right? And if you're a serial killer, you, can stop. you, you stop and you think, Oh, yeah, no, this would totally be a good spot. You only have to go past there once, Mm. right? You don't have to have been there. You don't have to live there. You don't have to be summering there every summer since boyhood. You don't, like, any of that stuff. And it's very very easy to do that kind of stuff and not get in trouble. Um, You know, I mean, there's there's weird little spots on the road uh, between my house and the main drag. And I've had to pull off. And when I pulled off into this weird gravel area, I realized that there was another road that led away. I was like, oh, well, that's strange. Well, if somebody had come up and said, hey, what are you doing? This is railroad property, which I 
realized by the sign that I read once uh-huh. I was stopped, I just said, I'm sorry. I stopped. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at uh-huh. and keep going. And nobody would ever bat an eye. Okay, get I out of here. I had to take a piss. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was trying to find a private take place to just, you know, take Yeah, a- yeah. I was going to open the car door and I didn't want to be facing the road. Sorry. So sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, there's a million things. And, and that's also something that they always say is that the killer had to have a vehicle, which... Actually, that's, makes a lot of sense. Yes. Does make a lot totally of sense. Makes sense. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of people have vehicles, so they you really have narrowed do. the field you know by very much. What else is a thing, however, is um, rentals. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Well, I doubt they were using Uber. No, no, that not at work. that time. But or Lyft. If it were me, and again, I'm sorry to say this in this room, but I'm a small female, so like you guys can take me if you like have to. Um, but if I were trying to dispose of a body, I would rent a car. Quick mm-hmm. joke, get the trunk, we're going to shove her in. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, right? I wouldn't use my own car. Why would you use your own car a bunch of times? Yeah. You know On what? the off chance that somebody sees you dumping the body... I, I, okay, no, I, I got to say that if my, if if I am intending to dump a body, I'm probably not going to do it in the daytime. Well, obviously, I'm going to no. do it at night, right. and I'm probably going to have something that is you know semi sheltered, so I can pull off, so I'm not blatantly sitting on the side of the road. Sure, but I could just pull my car off the side of the road and get out of the car. Stand in the bushes, wait, knowing that, okay, if I see lights, it takes five minutes for those lights to get me. Yeah. Run to the car, open the trunk, and drag the body away. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be some super... And then if, if somebody pulls up, you just stay in the bushes. Right. If I, you know, if it and then roll me. away. But yeah. I just, I guess the reason I would do a, you know, I would do a rental car is not for the license plate or anything like that, but at the very least... Then Evidence left stay, in the trunk know. or the well, backseat. Well, there's DNA or... from all these women in your car. Like, what the no, there's no way to track. There's going to so be... Maybe they can pin one on you. Yeah, there'll be DNA, I mean, but, you know... Or burlap. Yeah, ho- hopefully by the time... By the time they, they find you and check your credit card records and find that you rented a car, they somehow managed to track down the car. Mm-hmm. They probably had, had it detailed, you yeah. know, numerous times. Oh, you know, they and have. all kinds of people have been in and out of that trunk, you know, and yeah. stuff. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, and then it's one single eyewitness saying, Yeah, I saw a car. I think this was the license plate. Yeah, You're, so what? You got a lot. You can always swap plates, too. Well, and, but, and you know uh, what? And people's recollection of license plates is terrible because, like, um, I think I told you to, this was this summer, my wife's car got backed into in a hardware store parking lot, and some guy was standing there and watched the yo yo that did it get out of his car, get back into his car, and drive away. And he's like, the license plate was, and he stops, and you can see like this whole process in his head, and he spat out the license plate number, but he was wrong yeah. because uh, when we looked at the security issue, a video, he had one of the uh, the alphabet characters was incorrect. Yeah, so I mean, but but that is a guy who was standing in a in a very stable environment and then recalling it, and, and he was actually, still wrong. Who actually had a reason to look at that license number? Yeah, yeah, plane, but, yeah exactly. But, Not yeah. somebody but driving so, down. But realistically, yes, there had to be a vehicle involved. Mm-hmm. But that person did not necessarily need to own a vehicle. Correct. The next thing that you're going to be pointed to when you do all of this is, uh, which is actually kind of likely is that he would have frequented prostitutes and he could very well have been a John that these women had been with before they were killed, as in and a time before or an encounter before. Because it turns out if a John finds a woman who does what he likes, he's likely to go back. I also suspect I am not a prostitute, nor have I ever been a prostitute, nor do I know anything about the profession of being a prostitute. However, I would suspect that 
um, a prostitute is tending to be a much more on guard and have a lot more backups the first time they meet with Or the first several times. Oh, sure. Then if they have a rapport with that person and they know he was harmless. He oh. wanted missionary and then cried. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the sort of thing. And then you get, you get with him a couple times. He seems like a nice guy. And you're like, you know what? Pack... You go away for a couple hours. Yeah, this Mr. Driver, he's it's a puppy totally dog. fine. He's a John. And then suddenly you disappear and the driver's not going to The driver has no idea because you didn't ever tell the driver what well, you were doing. Well, none of these, none of these murdered women ex- had a driver that we know. No, but with, I mean, but... even like. Yeah, we don't have the, that kind of detail. But, yeah. it, you know, you would assume that maybe it's possible that even the most careful prostitute the first couple of times would have somebody. As kind of a for the first couple there. of times, and then they would be used to it. So it is. I think it is probably likely. Yeah. Well, and, and in the reading to, to to address a little bit of what both of you said is that some of these women uh, they had they had their pimp, and a lot of a lot of times they're out doing their job, and I'm using air quotes around their job, but they're out there trying to make money, and their pimp is not with them. The pimp says, "Go make money." come back and sh- let me see it and then I will give you your cut. So they, they would know. Like they're, one of these ladies who's one of the, the burlap victims whose um, pimp's name I cannot think of at this moment was like, I had no idea what she was doing. They, they tracked him down. And he's like, I, I had no idea what she's doing. She had to, that bleep, bleep, bleep had to just come back and have the money or I beat the crap out of her. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the, the scenario that a lot of these people are in. So... So it's very it's very likely that had previous encounters, um, and they say, not surprisingly, that obviously this guy must have had access to burlap, which is funny because if if anybody has worked with burlap, you would know that it is not nearly as common as it once was. Yeah, when I was a burlap kid, is like, kind of hard to get a hold of anymore. Yeah, when I was a kid, I mean, potatoes came in burlap bags and stuff. Everything like that. Everything came in know? burlap. There was a lot of that. But now yeah. nylon sacks have replaced burlap. You'll tend to see used to see in like feed, like stock for animals, but now it's all vinyl and there's. Burlap is not nearly as common anymore. You keep directing this towards me. My confused look is because my place of work stocks burlap like the world is ending. So I, so, I mean, like, it's it, for me, it would be super easy. Yeah, though, there, there are applications, but they're very, they're more specialized now well, and I mean, more frankly, you go to finite than they Joanne's used to be. Joanne's fabric store and they've got burlap. Yeah. For, like, the point is, it is, an, it is not as common so therefore it's easier to track down but they haven't figured out any any sources so we've gone way on on all this i want to get to the the official so that's part of the profile the the other part of the profile here is that according to either the police or the fbi i think it's the police but i'm not positive uh our killer is a white male Shocking. Uh, in his mid-20s to mid-40s. That seems real low. And Sorry. Yeah, because of the fact that he didn't stay on the phone for very long with Amanda, which, again, that was Melissa's little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, he and avoided all the detection. He must have a, and I'm using quotes here because this is what you see it as, quoted as, detailed or intimate knowledge of police techniques. Yeah, or he watches TV. I, well, that's my thing is that you watch Law and Order, you know, CSI with a side of bones thrown in and you know exactly how all that happens because Hollywood has been throwing all oh, yeah. of those police procedures at us for decades. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So we all know about phone call tracing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's just the silliness to me. 
Um, I mean, any wannabe killer could just do that. Um, the other problem that I have with the sing, this is, so that's one of my problems with when they say it's, you know, it's just detailed, intimate knowledge is an insider or some related thing. I have problems with it. But the other thing that I have an issue with is that each set of victims appears to have possibly been killed in a different manner. So it looks like there are at least three killers at work here, I would say. Well, the, yeah. there's the burlap victims. We know they're strangled. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dismembered victims, we don't know how they were killed exactly, but they were dismembered. They were Unlike probably, the burlap so victims. Make, that would make me tend to think that they'd been like, stabbed. Or, maybe or something. Well, slip, somebody you know? had taken the time to make the cause of death was probably something different. And likely a sharp device was involved to break the body apart into pieces to be dumped in places. I guess my real big problem with this. Sorry. Do you want to finish an all? No, 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 no. Go ahead. My really big problem with this is that, like, <laughs> if this is the same serial killer, they are de-escalating. Right. No, they're, they're changing their from, they're changing their ammo. Their, but but they're saying, also de-escalating, right? But you're they saying they're no going from from mutilating from and chopping totally them up, mutilating and chopping yeah. a body up to simply wrapping it in burlap and burying it in a shallow, almost grave. in a reverent manner. Yeah, compared to the, the violence of crazy. dismemberment. I, mean, I, I it's probably there's some like some psychologists could probably say like they're coming to terms with the childhood trauma that they had been facing when they right that they were like dismembering their mother figure and now they're coming to terms with it and so they're burying her in a shroud right Ugh. i mean like okay fine i'm sure you thank you freud something but in my in in our you know years of being armchair experts that's not the way it works they don't they don't de-escalate no they not escalate. typically and you don't go from totally mutilating and dismembering women and toddlers well, to wrapping women respectfully in shrouds and burying them albeit mm-hmm. in a shallow grave yeah. but you just don't do that it doesn't happen no so that's my big problem with this. Yeah, I mean it's it's it is it's it's such a wild swing. Now, now I will admit before cuz somebody I know is going to say, you know, wait, wait, wait. Serial killers have been known to change their disposal methods. Different well, but there's it's it's always situational. Like uh, I was talking about uh, who's uh, Gacy, the clown killer, yeah. you know, he used to bury people under his house, but he did also throw a couple people in the river, but that was situational. Yeah. It was, the, it was, you know, the circumstances were what they were. It wasn't as if he just went, you know, there's just too many people under my house. <laughs> I'm going to start putting them in the river. No, he yeah. didn't do that at all. So Yeah, circumstances and all. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't see actually burying the bodies under my house. <laughs> That's not no. something I would ever do. I can't see any of these things. Yeah. No. Well, no. The, so, the reason I don't like the, the single killer theory... Oh, I don't is, like it at all. But... Well, if you look at, if you look at the, uh, the aerials of, of the island, mm-hmm. uh, alone of the islands out there, it's got three causeways connecting it to Long Island. And also, there's a causeway that goes to Fire Island that mm-hmm. branches off and also goes to Oak Island. Yep. So, in other words, it's the most easily accessible of any of those islands, but it's still remote. And, like you say, long, straight, level roads that you can see somebody coming from miles away. And so, it's an ideal place to get rid of bodies. So, I'm not surprised that a bunch of different people dumped their bodies out there. Of course they did. This may be like super cynical of me, but I'm sure there's some network of serial killers out there, right? There's got to be some network of like dudes who like to kill people. So Maybe bring that up later net. on. Okay, I'll bring and it up later on. Save that for I think the second or second to last or last theory. Okay. Okay. 
We're going to move into the next one, which Joe has obviously uh, chosen as his favorite, which is the several unconnected serial killers or unconnected killers. Just killers, indeed. I guess uh, some of these look, kind of look like one-offs, like the the, the, that, the skeleton found in a bag. You know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of a one-off. Seems yeah. like a one-off. Yeah. The, uh, the, the two torsos in Manorville seem kind of like a weird, isolated set. Well, like, there's, there's, there's not a whole... Uh, other than the fact that these ladies were ladies of the night and may or may not have been heavy drug users at the time. And I say may or may not, because some of them were, we do know some, but that's not, that doesn't, uh, isn't of any consequence, but other than that is the, sort of semi-commonality between them. For me, it's like a chicken egg. Yeah, you know? but the point is, is that, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot that, that syncs them up, so it, it's very easy to say, well, let's just say it's serial killers, okay? Let's just, let's just ignore the random kill and say it's a serial killer, then it's very easy to say that this is two or three who just happen to go, hey, you know, I drove down that road... And I figured out there's a place to pull off, and nobody's going to see me, and I can, I can just chuck a body. It's, yeah. yeah, that's what I'd do. Actually, by the way, there for a while, I had a great place to dump bodies. Not Joe, anymore. but stop it. We'll talk about You're it You're going to get yourself you know? in trouble. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the other thing is is that because of the proximity to uh, to docks and stuff, I mean, it's it, it's makes it, it lends itself to a, kind of a Dexter scenario. Yeah. Where there could be somebody who's killing even more, but occasionally can't get to the boat and so has to dump a body. Because, obviously, if you haven't seen Dexter, spoiler alert, uh, he chopped up bodies and dumped them in the ocean. Uh-huh. So, but it, it's it's that kind of thing. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next theory. Uh, The next theory is that the culprit is Dr. Peter Hackett. If you remember when we were talking about Shannon, he's the guy that supposedly Shannon and Joe Brewer went, whose house they went to to get more drugs. Uh He, um, yeah, he is, uh, he's at least in my mind, um, from what I've read about him, the guy is a braggart. He he talks a lot and he likes to be the center of attention and he has a tendency to to kind of overstate his involvement in things and his responsibilities. Um, and we'll get we're gonna link this back in, but let me just explain this guy here. Hackett was an emergency response specialist and he was involved in some pretty big operations. But like I said, he kind of he overstated his roles and responsibilities, and badly so. He did it to the media in 1996 um, with the TWA 800 flight, which got him into a lot of hot water with his employers. Here's a question: He is <laughs> actually a doctor. He is. Who is he employed? He is. He is a doctor, and he is not like you know a, a general practitioner or a surgeon or anything like that. He, he's, he's a doctor, but he went into emergency mm. medical situations. He really went into more of like a um, administrative kind of situation. Okay. Um, so, so he was never operating on people. He's not. He was not for a very long time out in the field, and that's because of the fact that. You know, Hackett, as we'll talk about shortly, he's got um, a handicap for for his mobility for being out in the field. Okay. And so that's why I think that he, though he is a doctor, he never went out and, and did it in that fashion. So has he had trouble finding or keeping employment uh, since this whole thing became a thing? Turns out he was pretty close to retirement. Uh-huh. Oh, so okay. didn't really bother him. 
Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that at this point he basically retired because he moved to Florida. I think I think he moved out of the the Oak Island the the community that he lived in and then moved to Florida. I want to say it was in 2012 or 2013. So, which you know he moved to Florida to retire, so it, it didn't really hurt him uh, at all. So this, uh, this this is actually a thing though. There are people out, out there that really believe that Peter Hackert. Or Hackett? Hackett? Peter Hackett. Did oh, this. there are people who are so convinced that he is responsible. Um, so here's the thing. And he did some really stupid stuff. But when uh, when it came to Shannon, because she's obviously our catalyst, and this is how he's brought into the stories, the supposed drug exchange. Well, also, he apparently called Shannon's mother and the morning after she had, had run away... And said that he ran a rehab for wayward girls out of his home and that he had taken care of her and she had left the day after she disappeared and she should be home. Yeah, mm. the problem is, is that when he was pressed about this call, he said he never made the call, though there are phone records between Hackett and Mary. And then when the records were pulled up and, and shown, then he kept changing his story slash recollection of why they, they talked on the phone. Okay, here's a question. Mm -hmm. Was this before they found out, the, the police found out the whole story that she was, you know, at the house for the prostitution and all that stuff, or was it after? It would have been after. It would have been after the police found out about yeah. all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, Brewer, as soon as the cops showed up, mm -hmm. you know, Mary Mary called, because, okay, what happens is Shannon disappears, mm -hmm. and she doesn't come home that morning, and I believe it's later the after later in the day, uh, so she just, she, our 911 call was at 4.50 a.m., Later that very same day, her boyfriend, Alex, the guy I said she was living with, mm -hmm. he calls Pack to find out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then that triggers the whole chain of events for the police to get involved. Okay. I guess, because my question is, is like, if, you know, if... Hackett, but I don't know that Hackett, the police were searching for her right away. Okay. In, in other so, words, they didn't search that very, you know, right, 5 a.m. or something. Adult, right? right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it could have been a, you know, Hackett is a friend of, um, God, what's his name? Brewer, Brewer, Brewer. You know, and Brewer says, "Oh crap, she disappeared." Like Pack said, he dis she disappeared, and you know, Hackett's like, "I'm sure she's fine. I'll call her parents." Here's the thing, Hackett doesn't know Shannon. Hey. How the hell did he get her mother's phone number? Well, that's a good question. That's 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 why there's so much suspicion on him. Is it's the day after she's disappeared and he's calling her mother? Well, wait, 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 wait. wait. No, no, no. Well, but I guess for me, it's it's not so weird, right? Or not the day after. Alex, but... Alex calls Pack, right? And Pack's like, "Well, crap! Like we don't know where she is. She didn't come home. Okay, uh, we should do some damage control here." Um, Brewer, can you? No, you can't. Um, who do we know that can corroborate that she was a lot? Okay. Hackett. Uh, you guys went yeah. to Hackett's? Okay. Alex, what? How can we get a okay. hold of the person I, I, who reported yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think it's all that suspicious. That, but but people, know. but I'm saying is that people say, well, how the hell did he get that? People really find him suspicious. And the fact that he has access to prescription drugs, people say, well, look at this. He has supposedly made 
statements or offers to people that he could get them what they needed and all they needed to do was ask. And I'll be honest with you, I'm 50-50 on whether that's real or not. Hey, because like I said, he doesn't mean he's a murderer. It, no, it, it, it yeah, doesn't. Really. I mean, you know, it does not mean he's a murderer. But people also say, well, he, he maybe he, he dumped her behind his house because... If you use the criteria that we talked about in the first theory, mm-hmm. he lives on the island, so he would know the island very well. And obviously, he he has a vehicle because he drives to and from every day. Is he a white male in his 40s? He is a white male that is in his, at the time, late 50s or early 60s. Okay. So he's outside of the range there. Eh, you know. um, the marsh or, or the swamp that Shannon's body was found in, uh, it flows past the rear of his home. And then it flows to, it does flow to where she was found. But to to give credit, everybody that lives on that side of the street, the marsh flows by their houses. Well, yeah. So that's that's not ironclad. Plus, there's there's a rule among us serial killers, which is you don't crap in your own nest. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We are gonna die at the end of this episode. <laughs> this is never gonna reach air. Um, the, the problem with saying that that Hackett is responsible for it. it if anything, at least for Shannon, uh, if not all of these murders, is you know who would have to be in cahoots with him? Who? His wife. Why? Because she would know if he's you know going out at weird hours of the night and then coming home covered in dirt Why? from digging a shallow grave. Why? He was just out doing a little midnight gardening. <laughs> you have a wife? Do you come home late? Yeah. Does she wake up? Yeah. 100% of the time? Most of the time. But you know what else? If I'm digging, you know what happens? I've got dirt all over me. Yeah. The other problem is, is that for him, this is a sandy area for him to be able to navigate, to drag a body out and then dig a ditch. The problem that I have is that uh, Hackett was, he stopped to help somebody. This is many, many years ago. He stopped to help somebody who was in a car accident. He himself was then hit by another motorist and he lost one of his legs. Oh, it's a he. Only has the one leg. Okay. Yeah, he only has one leg. He, he has a prosthetic, and he gets around on it well enough that a lot of people don't know unless they see him in shorts that he's got a prosthetic. Uh-huh. But still, that doesn't make navigating, you know, that kind of terrain easy. I'm going to give you some pushback on the his wife had to have known. I mean, I presume that they have big, nice houses in this area, right? It's mm-hmm. not like your house. I've been to your house. It's small. Right. Thanks, but yes. I mean, no. and it's it's fine. It's lovely. Actually, but I've I mean, been even... on Street View in, the, in these little towns, and, uh-huh. and uh, they're actually not enormous mansions or anything. No, I'm not asking they're not, for an yeah, enormous they're not mansion, huge. but like but they're, they're... twice the size of Steve's house. They even oh, twice the sure. size of your house. Sure. Right? Yeah. Not an enormous mansion, but a big enough house that you could come in. There's two full bed- bathrooms, mm-hmm. right? You come in, you shower, you clean off, you throw your wash in the laundry, you fall asleep on the couch with the football game on and your wife comes down and says, Oh, did you fall asleep in front of the TV again? And you say, yeah, I guess I must've. The, the, the reason that I say his wife had to know, at least with Shannon, is if indeed she came over. He and and this is this is okay, what the, if she came over probably. Well, but... no, this is this is for the people who say that he killed her and he must have dumped her behind his house in the marsh that then carried her away. Mm-hmm. Is that she had to have been in his house for some period of time? Okay. At which point, if she was as 
panicked as everybody says she was. She would have been screaming, and his wife would could not have slept and ignored that. Okay, here's the next question. I, I have lots of questions on this. Okay. What, how do you know the wife was home? Because she said she was. Okay. Oh, okay. How do you know the wife wasn't on Ambien or Xanax or any of the other... None of that was... That not, that's totally never specified, so out. I can't say. Right. So, I mean, that's... And that's a thing. Here's my problem... Hackett, can go back and well, no, and, and the, yeah. the thing with Hackett, the guy is subtle as a T-Rex. I yeah. mean, he, he, no, he's... I don't think he did it. Yeah, no, I, I no, mean, I he's, don't he's, he's, he doesn't have the wherewithal to yeah. pull this off. Well, I just thing, think your arguments against him um, are kind of like... Well, he's, 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 made, he's made enemies. I mean, there's all kinds of... Have you ever gone? Have you ever seen those people who are in a homeowners association and they're they are on the board and there's all kinds of political crap going on back and forth? Oh yeah, he was on. He was involved in that for years in this community, and he's made a lot of enemies. And while I don't use that as a reason to excuse him, I use that as a reason to think that people just say that guy's an a hole and it's his fault. Yeah, the thing about it is too is that uh, there's not there's not a shred of evidence that even that he murdered Shannon. Yeah, there really is not a shred of evidence, and much less and Shannon, in my in my opinion, is completely unconnected. Yeah. to the rest well, of the bodies. And to be a hundred percent honest, there's not even a shred of evidence that he even really. I mean, met her. He met her. Yeah, there's not much. Right? There's not that much evidence for that either. There's yeah. not. I mean, actually, I, it's I, so weak. I will say that there's a little bit of evidence because he himself is in kind of, if you would call this incriminating evidence, that he sort of incriminated himself a little bit by saying, by making the phone call to it to her mother. Yeah, that's the you only, sh- the only bit of evidence is that, and and that could be evidence for like. Yeah, any- and Brewer said Brewer said that they had met, and Brewer and, was and, a good and, friend of Hackett, and yeah, said, and, "Hey, yeah, and but you know, but even so, so what, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. So he sold them drugs." Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's let's move forward. Okay. Yeah. Because we we're going to move on to the who you just talked about, which is Brewer. Okay. Yeah. Which people say Brewer is responsible. Also, the dumbest thing I've ever. Because mm-hmm. there is absolutely no evidence other than the fact that Shannon came to his house, did potentially did a bunch of drugs, possibly had sex with him, and then ran from his house in a possibly drug-induced panic, possibly not, but she left his house. Possibly and that was frightened. it. Yeah, but, but, but she... there's nothing to connect him to all the other murders. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, even if he did somehow kill Shannon, he's still, he probably's not a serial killer. Yeah, not. That would have been res- like a super bungled case. Well, it would have been. He would have had actually a very positive incentive to not let her run off into the night. Because if he had actually stashed all these bodies yeah, wouldn't have called all, Pac. all around near, yeah, he wouldn't have called Pack. He also wouldn't have just turned around and walked back into his own dang house. <laughs> he also, he also <laughs> wouldn't have let her out of the house to begin with, because her running off sparked this whole thing. Yeah. You know? and, and if he had, if he had bodies stashed all around his house, I mean, not not near his house, but all, but all over the island, in the area, yeah. Obviously, he would have just killed her. Uh, so yeah, and so Brewer. Yeah, why now. not treat her like all the others? So but how many? How many? Uh, how, how strong a contender is Brewer out there on the internet? Oh, he's he's for the most part completely disregarded. Okay, you will see the occasional. It's got to be Brewer because he's he's you know he, this thing happened with Shannon, but for the most part, nobody even takes it as a serious theory. No, why would you? But, yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's move to my next theory. Uh, this is one that I we kind of talked about this a little bit or in, in, in insinuated this a little bit when it comes to the multiple serial killers, but I'm not even going to say this is multiple serial killers. This theory is a dumping grounds for a cleaner. 
If you uh, have ever watched Reservoir Dogs, uh, you remember Harvey Keitel's no, character? No, 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 no you're, you're thinking uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, Pulp Fiction. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah. It's Pulp yeah. Fiction. Do you know what I think of always is um, Boondock Saints? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, so you got the cleaner, the guy who comes in, you got a bunch of bodies, and he gets rid of them. Okay, well, let's not even take it to that fun Hollywood level, but let's just say there's somebody who needs, who, you know, he's just kind of, hey, um, so I don't know what to do. I killed this, this, this hooker. Um, what do I do? And he's like, give me a thousand bucks and I'll take care of it. And he just starts sprinkling bodies all over the area. And it's like, okay, well, this one spot, I always put them in burlap. This place, I hack them up. So that connected murders become disconnected or disconnected murders appear to be connected. I mean, I know that I am reaching on this, but it's like, why can't it be that as to anything else? I like it, except for that it takes a certain kind of... um, Psychopath? Messed up human being to hack bodies up and well, disperse those parts. It could be, you know, it could be a combo of a, of a cleaner and uh, a serial, serial killer, killer, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, I mean, I think, yeah, okay, these people are murdered, they're strangled and they're wrapped in burlap, but I just keep thinking, like, that's such... Such an attention to detail? It's a reverent way to deal with that end. I, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure there was any reverence them. there, seriously. You but know? more I, so I, than I, hacking up their bodies oh, and yeah. dropping it in like five different places. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? I mean, at least there's some care taken to this body. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think that you're assigning care to something which is, I don't want to get gooey matter in the back of my trunk. Or as simple as that. Could be that. Is. Yeah, or, you totally. know, they were out of blue tarps at the Ace Hardware, so I got burlap wrap right. instead. I mean, I mean, there's also such a thing as, like, serial killers who, like, go into this, like, blind rage and kill and then basically, like, come to afterwards, right? And then realize, like, oh, God, I just did something awful. I got a body I got to get rid of now. And they just don't know what to do or how to deal with it. So they wrap it up so they don't have to look at it. Oh, it, yeah. It's, you see this in movies. Oh, God, it happened again. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. I've got to dispose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it, it could be any of that. The, the last theory that we have here is... I don't know how to describe this one, except I see it listed in some places, and I refer to it as the Party Dudes, Mm -hmm. which is, did either of you see that movie, um, Very Bad Things? No, I didn't see that. Okay, it's a... it's a movie with Jeremy Piven in it, and he he's with a prostitute, and she accidentally dies while they're copulating. God, I hate it when that happens. And it it starts this chain of things, but it's like you know, oh well, I hired a prostitute, and she happened to die. We've got to get rid of the body. Well. This weirdly ties into that because this theory says that, well, there's these guys and they use the island and they like to party and they invite prostitutes over and occasionally a prostitute dies and we got to handle it. So we just, you know, one of us is, is responsible for getting rid of them. And I, I mean, I know you had you had something that I told you to hold off, which is sort of in this vein. Uh, kind of. I mean, I guess I, I, w- I would more assign it to like, multiple serial killers but that like there's a craigslist right or like a deep website of like oh crap i gotta tour into this because like where to dump a body on oak island Mm -hmm. right i mean i'm sure that that exists in this world where you could just google something of like oops i killed someone but i think the thing that feeds into this party bro 
thing is as a straight woman, I have had sex with men and straight men uh, seem to think that ladies are into strangling. <laughs> Actually, like, uh, some of them do. Now, I them I are. don't, but uh, but I, that is a, definitely a thing out are, there. And there's there's like an I've sadly seen things about this on the internet. Right, so. There's oh, yes. something to be said by like you know a loving, trusting partner, like slightly choking. What okay, whatever. You're, yeah, way but too much detail. Doesn't matter. But I mean, I think there are dudes, especially if you have a prostitute, right? And like dudes think that ladies love that and i don't know what it is i think it's probably a well, not not thing. all dudes well, love that no no no, no. <laughs> not all dudes, <laughs> not all dudes yeah but there but... are some guys out there who and in certain circles it's and, more and prevalent with a, yeah. in a prostitute situation it mm-hmm. is a power play so yes and so the fact that a lot of these women were prostitutes who were strangled does to me feed into this of like oh crap I got high on coke with this prostitute and was super drunk and we were having sex and I was choking her and suddenly she stopped moaning fake. <laughs> was yeah. that fake in, in, uh, in, uh, yeah, that was definitely brackets, brackets, speak, like, fake moaning. <laughs> dude, how did you not notice? Right. She stopped moaning and like, Oh crap, she's dead. Like, oh, how do I get rid of this? Right. I mean, so it's, I don't want to advocate for that. I much more like that. It's, uh, nefarious serial killers that are like killing intentionally doing awful, it but it wouldn't surprise me that much to find out that it was just some bro dudes who were into choking and accidentally I, killed a bunch of hookers i don't i don't think that would really account for all of them though i don't think mm. it would either particularly the dismembered ones right the dismembered yeah. ones for me have to be serial killer status yeah and that's just because and i, the, and the burlap I genuinely ones. want to uh. believe that anybody who would totally dismember a body like that and drop it in multiple locations has to be a serial killer with like a very messed up mind and i know you're making that face because i don't yeah but whatever in my mind the only people who do that are really messed up people that I don't encounter every day. And see, so, I've watched too many I've watched too many movies and too many TV shows to not think to myself if I was in some accidental situation where I accidentally killed somebody, what is easier to get rid of? A full hundred and some odd pound body or a bunch of smaller pieces that I can spread about. Yeah. And while I might yep, do a terrible job bag. of hacking it apart with a knife or an axe or whatever, all of these things which I own so don't come into my house, um, you know, it's... It, it's just that for it, most of us, it would... I, I mean, I, I totally understand parting them out and taking them out in, in, in separate small loads and yeah. disposing them makes a lot of sense. I just don't think I could do it. I just want you to you think know? about the like emotional toll. Like have you ever butchered a chicken? No, actually not. I know you have chickens. Have you ever butchered a chicken? I have do you do you want to know how terribly cold I am when it comes to dead things? How? Uh when I, so I went to school in a rural area yep. and we had the mobile butcher come mm-hmm. and he drove to the barn and he killed a pig mm-hmm. and he hoisted the pig mm-hmm. and he was dressing and butchering it right there all of it in the barn and I was standing there watching the whole thing eating a bag of crunchy Cheetos. Like mm. it didn't phase me at all. It was yeah. meat. So this whole time that, I've been that, worried about Joe killing me. It's me. But it turns out Steve is Turns the out one. Steve is the one you got to worry about. Yeah, like yeah. like once yeah. something is gone, I don't. I, I it's a weird thing. I don't. So I can see. Whereas, I, not that I would ever do this, but I can see. I'm like, okay, well, this it's it's business now. I just got I got to do this thing. 
I don't think it would actually be that way for you. Probably I think not. you're like a much better... Human. I would probably pee myself <laughs> and be crying like, in the corner. Yeah, I don't think you could actually do it. <laughs> you know, like, after I touched it with a knife, not even yeah. cut, just, who oh, can't do it? Yeah, it's, yeah. One of, it's one thing to do it to an animal, which is, in my, my mind, kind of well, unpleasant Well, and it's, it's stock. Doing it's like, that's being, what it was meant for. You know, so. but, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I, just, I don't think... I, I mean, I think there's no way that this is just one person. No, it's... I, I, yeah, I agree. And I guess I don't know if it's like a couple different serial killers or whatever. I think one of them, in my mind, definitely has to be a serial killer. The others, I don't know. It's tragic no matter what. Well, and, well, and you know what? We haven't talked about it. I mean, you, you hinted this a little bit. But, but okay, let's just let's step away from the theories that we've already got. But let's just say it is a something akin to what you said, which is a group dumping ground. But let's say that it's a gang dumping ground. Yeah. So it's, you know, oh, well... You know, T Bone. He 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 got this. He got this hooker, and yeah, things went a little too far. And he took care of him. And then a year later, like, oh well, well Skippy over there. Oh well, I'll just put it with the last. We'll just we'll just take it to this place we dumped the last one. Well, you know, we'll do that. I mean, gangs gangs don't work that way. I understand that, Joe, that but way. I'm just saying it could be not as organized as the whole party bro party no, I don't, grouping I don't, thing. I don't, I don't buy the party bro conspiracy. It, it seems to me. It seems to me it's two serial killers and a bunch of one-off killings. Yeah, because I mean, happens to be you have dumping ground. Well, again, it happens to be the be the most. Dark. It has to be the. It happens to be the most logical dumping ground yeah. next to a metro area that's composed of like eight and a half million people. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, of Go course figure, there's Eight and a half million people live there. Yeah, and there's a couple of serial yeah. killers. Yeah, Weird. oh yeah, there's again, at least one. I mean, there's got to be some. You know, on the dark web, I'm sure that there's some like yeah. Google best places to dump. You know, and somebody says, "Well, I'm in the New York area, and I dismembered and dumped four different women in this area, and I haven't been caught yet." Some yeah, weirdo message board thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you it's, can buy anything on the dark web. Yeah. You can find how to kill a prosty dot org. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. so but the the police now, my understanding is their latest thinking is that there's one serial killer involved in all this. Yeah, which surprises me a little bit because uh, I don't. So see there, it. I don't want to say negative things about the New York Police Department. No, I'm sure they're actually pretty good. There have been some very strange events and uh, and circumstances around this case and i also feel like a lot of media publicity has driven the statements and comments that they put out mm-hmm. like mary mary she was uh, shannon's mom she did she did a lot of stuff the the other family members of the first four victims the burlap victims uh-huh. they were all banded together and then mary kind of went off reservation and they, there was a lot of pressure put on the police. There were some police changes that happened because of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they may have just, I mean, this is, sub, this is me totally guessing. They may have said, listen, we have to take a stand and we're going to take a stand here because the families are just constantly causing a ruckus and screaming. Mm-hmm. And we just have right. to say this, even if we don't believe it internally, we have to publicly say something. Yeah, I you know, and then you never you never know. I mean, actually, it may it would make sense for me. Number one, the police withhold information from the public yes. for good reasons. Yeah, for very good reasons. And I think they sometimes put out disinformation. Yeah, it may very well be because it seems pretty plainly obvious to me that this is not the work of a you know a single. A single. It's not. It's not. It's uh, too, too variant. No, no, yeah, very much. Or variable. So. And like I said, that's such an attractive dumping ground. Of course, you're going to find bodies there. They should keep looking. I bet they'll find more. 
Well, th- yeah, bodies keep, but things yeah. keep, literally things keep washing up. Such a, yeah, it's a great spot to dump a body, you know? Because it's right off of that coast, you know, mm. and God knows how many remains were washed away in the storms in the last couple of years. That's true, yeah. You know, well, or, or even more, maybe things were exposed. Right. It's hard to say. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, of course there's bodies there, so yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that's that's about as much as I've got to say about the whole thing. I'm done. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the, I guess that's the end of it. So let's get into uh, all the bits and pieces of the show that everybody waits until the, the very end the to listen to. Yeah. This is what they, this is why they download is to hear all this stuff. I don't like uh, actually, I think, I think the people probably have clicked stop by this point. That was not a pun I meant to have, Devin. Uh-huh. Uh, so first off, you can find this episode as well as all episodes and the links to the research for our episodes on our website. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. We are available on a variety of sources. Uh, if you're going to download, there is directly from the website. You can download it. A lot of people do it from iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. Stitcher and Google Play are streaming services. There's all kinds of streaming things, but the point is uh, leave a comment if you can. A, a good one we prefer. If you've got would be nice. concerns, please get a hold of us. We'll talk about things that are concerning to you. Uh, a rating, because that's usually what bumps us up into popularity, and then other people are going to find us, because yeah. that's how podcasts work. Duh. Crazy! Um, we are on the social media, so we are on Facebook. We have the Facebook page and the Facebook group, both of which are very busy and a lot of fun. We are on Twitter, so we are thinking sideways without the G in the middle. That's because of that character limit that we all love on Twitter. But that's where funny little things that happen in the episodes get tweeted out by Devin, as well as all the other random stuff that she finds on the, the internet. The dankest of memes. Mm. Uh, we also have a subreddit, so we are on there, and and conversations about each episode tend to happen there. Uh, as well, They also happen on the Facebook page. They seem to happen kind of everywhere. Uh, if you have questions, you have comments, you have concern, you have feedback, you have story suggestions, or you have anything else that you would like to say to us directly, you can do so via email. So if you want to be King Kong and beat on your chest and <laughs> shout out at us, you can do that through our email, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and last but, of course, not least, there is support of the show. Uh, there's a couple of different ways to go about that. We have merchandise, so shirts, stickers, phone cases, mugs, all that kind of stuff. Slowly putting more and more on there. Uh, those are available to you through both Zazzle and Redbubble. The links to directly to our stores are on the website on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. We have, if you want to do a donation, but it's a one-time donation is what you want to do, we have a PayPal account that you can do directly to. Or if you want to do a continuing donation, you can do so on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash thinking sideways. And I I realized the other day, we say it so often that people may not realize how Patreon is spelled. Oh, that's a good point. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That is exactly right, Joe. Okay. Thank you, because I was looking suddenly after I said that. 
yeah. But Patreon is a continuing basis. So every time we post something, you you pledge a certain amount. So if you are in a situation where you can do that, that's great. If not, and you want to do the one time, that's great. If you are not in a situation to to donate to the show at all, that's great too. This is free content. We appreciate what you do. It helps us out when you do that. But it is by no means a requirement. No, no. Yeah. I want to point out too. Sometimes we we drop little little funny shorts and stuff like that. Yeah, we never we never charge we don't, yeah, we the don't, extras. Those don't get charged to your Patreon. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's standard content, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, really, well, that is, I think, all of the, uh, the the little the loose ends that we've got left here. Yeah. Okay, I think so. All right. Well, then, if that's it, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna hack it up, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Toodaloo.